Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. It is a great day for so many reasons. You know, obviously, any day in the fall season is going to be a good day. And yes, everybody can get off my ass because the 22nd is approaching. It's literally tomorrow if you're listening to this on Wednesday. So we're all on the same page. Summer's over. It's fall. Y'all. Um, anyways, so what I'm what I'm excited about today is that I feel like my apartment got such a beautiful upgrade because one of the first things that I bought as like decor for this place was a disco ball planter. And I was so excited about my, you know, 70s disco living room. And this motherfucking planter has been such a pain in my ass. So first of all, I, you know, realized I couldn't hang it myself because I was too short. And this is before I assembled any of my dining room chairs. I think it's before I even had dining room chairs. I had a disco ball before a dining room table and like priorities, you know. But anyways, then I was like, oh, perfect. I have this 6'2 boyfriend that can hang this for me. And then he broke up with me. And that was super rude and annoying. But then, you know, he was he came over after the breakup and I made him hang the disco ball. And I feel like, you know, our Lord and Savior Beyonce was smiting me for letting him back into my life because the disco ball then fell from the ceiling, um, ripping off some of the paint. So that was a thing. So then anyways, I've just been sitting here with this goddamn disco ball. Keep trying to put it back up on my own. And then my dad bought me like an actual hook to put in the ceiling, you know, because it's it's like it hangs from the ceiling and I was using a command strip and I don't want to hear about it. OK, so anyways, I he gave me the hook that screws into the ceiling. I spent a good amount of time yesterday trying to do this on my own. It made me cry. And I was like, we're retiring from the disco ball. So then I texted my dad. I was like, you know, I like to tell him when I'm going to be home in case he wants to pop in and say hi since he works in the area. But then I texted him last night and I was like, yeah, I accidentally made myself sad. So I'm going to need you to come over tomorrow. Um, I think I need to see a human being in the flesh, you know. So um, he came over and he put it up. So now, I mean, it's it's really distracting. It's all I can look at. It looks gorgeous. I plopped a little pumpkin in there. Um, he looks out of place. I'm going to have to find the right way to make it spooky for the season. But I'm just so happy this damn disco ball is up. So thank you. Big shout out to Papa Flo for getting the disco ball hanging from my ceiling. Um, I don't have to have any regrets about the disco ball because my dad hung it and not my ex. So it really has new vibes for the apartment. Um, but anyways, hi, hello. And also on the 22nd of September, it is the first day of fall. It is also my anniversary, And I know I did a really, um, you know, I guess, in my opinion, great episode. You can tell me how you feel about my anniversary last year and just talking all about it. And, you know, this year I feel like we've talked enough about my health and I don't feel like it. So I'm not really going to. But if you want to revisit the episode, um, I will 
add it into the description here. Honestly, I'll have to go back and remember which one it is, but it's called Chronoversary, which is super helpful uh, for me. But I don't remember what number it is, and I should have looked at that ahead of time, but you didn't come here for a professional podcast. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyways, I, I do, however, just want to mention that I feel like, uh, you know, this year, obviously, in the last like couple months was major on the Crohn's disease. So in case you're new to the podcast and haven't heard before or just need a little refresher, um, I'm Ashley. I am single. I'm just kidding. Not really, though. I'm Ashley. I have Crohn's disease. I've had it since I was um, a teenager. I got it in 2008. And um, basically, a couple months ago, uh, something happened where there's a name for it, by the way, what happened to me. I just there's no way I'm going to pronounce it. You know how long it took me to learn fibromyalgia? Not in the mood. So anyways, um, basically, my Crohn's was I wasn't on the right dose of medication. So my Crohn's got mad at me as it should. It deserved it. Uh, Deserved to have a full blown tantrum, which, you know, I... I get it. It is my illness. So for it to, you know, have been so dramatic is not really shocking, but it made my ankle swell and all the stuff. And so pretty much we've been on a little bit of a journey. I want to give this health update, though, because everyone seems invested on whether or not I have lupus. So basically, I got medically induced lupus from the medication I was taking for my Crohn's disease. And then, you know, I got off of it and then I was just like, whatever, I have lupus. No other doctor told me differently. So then when I went into the hospital this last round, they were like, we don't think you have lupus. I saw a doctor today. She's like, no, you've got lupus. And I was like, I just need you all to talk. Listen, have a wine night on me. I have I have a couple bottles of Marietta's Rosé left over in the wine fridge. I'm happy to provide Marietta's if you'd like to sponsor this as well. I've been a wine club member since 2019. Um, it's my claim to fame. Anyways, I, <laughs> I, I'm happy to sponsor a wine night where you all just sit there, get drunk and figure out if I have lupus or not. I personally am not in the mood to be a part of the conversation. I would like to politely be removed from the narrative. So anyways, uh, ba- basically what my other doctors had decided was that we were just going to treat the Crohn's and see if the lupus stuff went away. Now this doctor is like, we should get you a rheumatologist. And I was like, listen, all of the money I want to spend on my Shein clothes is going to hospital visits. And if that's the karma I was getting for fast fashion, I get it. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, I just October is approaching. And if you don't think I wanted an entirely new wardrobe for the season, it's like you don't even know me at all. Okay, and I'm stressed about the fact that I don't have my extra clothing budget because I keep having to see doctors. It's like, can you relax? You are killing my fashion vibes, okay? I can only outfit repeat so many times. I support an outfit repeat. I'm just not creative enough to make it look any different. So, you know, I wear the same couple dresses that I love. I love that damn purple blazer. I'm gonna wear it every fucking wear. But then it's like, it's fall. That's a lilac. Is it in the season? I don't know. Anyways, I just want a fall wardrobe. I want to spend my hard-earned money on stupid clothing. So just, can we not? Anyway, so that's the update there. Um, The doctor seemed really nice. I pretty much paid her to give her my medical history. And, uh, you know, I just feel like, can't they listen to the podcast? Can everybody just 
subscribe and download and listen ahead of treating me because I'm tired of telling the story. And I love talking about myself. We all know that I have an hour long podcast pretty much where I'm just chatting with you all about my life. And I I just can't anymore. They just need read the book, read the unpublished um, autobiography about my life. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, okay. speaking of being drastic and wanting to change everything for October. I'm having this toxic trait of wanting to be a redhead. I don't know what's happening there. I I said this on my TikTok because TikTok has like a red hair filter. So I was like, oh, perfect. I can I can test it before I buy it, you know. But this was like a little mermaid red and it was very intense. And then they had these crazy eyelashes on it and really threw me off. However, I didn't think it looked horrible. I was thinking more of like an orangey red. And I, you know, I've been a brunette for a while now and I like being a brunette. I really do. I I was a blonde and she was fun. She was very toxic. Okay, like let's just call it what it is. Blonde Ashley was a menace to society and not in a fun way. Blonde Ashley was in like a five year relationship that sucked and was just she was a lot. She was an angry drunk. She tried to move to Oregon. It's like, let's just put Blonde Ashley in a box and maybe not unlock it for a while. You know, just let her go. However, I feel like a little bit of a ginger Ashley could be a good time. No? Listen, you tell me. I'm thinking about just doing it. Just a sample. Just a try. Just a, a taste of rune. What I, the one thing I don't like about it is, I guess my favorite part about being brunette is that I don't have to worry about my roots growing in. And that was a big part of it. You know, my sister was able to kind of get me back to a color that I liked. And then I just kind of keep basing it off that. And I like the fact that I go really dark and then it gets lighter. Like, that's fun. I feel like my hair is always changing. But that, you know, there's also a very toxic side of me that wants to be a redhead. And you, you can you can tell me what you think. I'll listen to your opinions. I'm not saying I'm going to act upon them, but I will listen to them. Uh, also, I just thought this was really funny. So I was chatting with my coworkers and somehow the topic of bullying came up and someone was like, oh, yeah, I was like, I was bullied. I was a bully. And I was like, listen, I have to just say this. I was definitely bullied. Obviously, I feel like I give off all all of the notions and like the alarms that I was bullied as a kid. Like, it's just very clear. Like I we're weird. That's what happens. But I was like, I don't know if I was a bully because I, you know, I would just talk shit about people behind their back, like class act, you know, I don't think I really, you know, bullied people. I think I just participated in gossip. And am I ashamed of that? Yeah, a little bit. However, it did lead me to a career where the first, you know, set of my life, I, I, what I did was celebrity gossip, you know? So it is what it is. Uh, but I, it just made me laugh a little bit because I was like, do you guys ever think back and be like, was I the problem? Was I a bully? I I, genu- I can't think about it too much because as much as I love to be a sassy, sarcastic little asshole, there is a very sensitive little bitch inside. And if I think that I hurt somebody's feelings, oh my gosh. I mean, any one of my friends can attest. Any one of them. If you ask them about what it's like to get a text message from me if I think I hurt your feelings and you're like, all you said was the, and I was like, yeah, but was it the way I said it? Was it my tone? I'm so sorry. Like, did you know, did I breathe wrong? Like, I just, I'm getting better at it thanks to Andrew. I'm trying to be better. But like, 
that is a little bit of who I am. If I think I hurt you, I just can't. I just can't. So if I bullied you growing up, you can um, just take this as an apology and please keep it to yourself because I can't I can't handle it. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Um, speak. So speaking of talking shit behind people's backs, I was on TikTok. This is TikTok corner of the podcast. And I was really bummed because there was this girl drop dead fucking gorgeous. Right. Of course. And she did this TikTok where she said, you know, can we just be honest? You know, girls who like sports are the most boring people in the world and annoying. And I was so bummed about that because, you know, my response, I did do a TikTok duet. It's got a whopping 11 likes. So the people are on my side. And all I said was that, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinions. But when it comes to this shit, I wish you would just be classy and talk about us behind our backs. Because here's the thing. When you are a female who likes sports, for some reason, men take that as a threat. I don't totally get that. It's not like, you know, I'm going to steal Aaron Rodgers away from you. He doesn't know who either of us are. Fun fact. Neither of us coached the team. And neither of us are going to get the attention. I mean, I guess maybe I have a better chance because I'm better looking than you. But it's not, you know, let's relax. So basically, you know, what happens is if you are a woman who likes sports, it's like suddenly you are on a trivia show that you did not sign up for with a dude. They're like, tell me everything about the team. Name every single player, their numbers, their daughter's names, their mom's cat's son's name, their favorite, you know, musical and what they ate for dinner on Tuesday. Oh, you can't name that. So you're not a fan. It's like, shush, shut up. Nobody cares. For me, it's like when I'm on the apps, you know, I had it on my profile for a little bit, but then I felt like it was jarring. I genuinely do like to watch sports. So I was like, I love watching sports. Just please don't ask me to name a team member. I can't. I pick one and I commit. That's it. I picked one from every team. And then when they move on, I don't know what to do. Joe Pavelski left the Sharks and I was fucked. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I got to find a new favorite. And that's very stressful for me. I still haven't replaced him, honestly, because I like to know one player. Very helpful, you know, Um, for the San Francisco 49ers. I loved Alden Smith. And then he was extremely problematic. And I had to find a new person. And I haven't yet. Of course, I could go for Jimmy G because he's hot, but like, I don't like his aura. So anyways, you know, I just I like a player and I like the team and I like watching sports. Genuinely, I think find it very interesting. And as someone who like lives for the drama, you don't think there's anything more dramatic than watching sports? Those little bitches like just unbelievable with the way they they're talking shit to each other on the field, you know, and then there's like. You know, there's trickery. It's like, okay, soccer or football, depending on, you know, where you're at. I've been watching so much more of that. And I guess it's what happens when you dated somebody from Scotland. But anyways, I, I loved it growing up, obviously. And then I watch more of it now. I think it was Ted Lasso leading into the Scotland dating. Not the point. What I'm trying to say is that those little sneaky bitches... They'll do all sorts of shit. I love, you know, all of a sudden they're like kicking a ball in between people's legs or, you know, baseball's hella shady. Those bitches are shady as fuck. It's like you can catch a ball and you can just chase after somebody and have to hit them with it. That's fun. That's the drama. And then you take off the fact that like some of these people played with each other before. Oh. And then on then on the off 
ah, then people can just get fired out of nowhere and they're switching teams. So you're telling me that someone can spend their whole season talking shit to somebody on the other team. And then the next year, those two can be on the same team and have to be teammates. Real Housewives of New Jersey who? Oh, come on. I live for it. I live for the drama. So I just, if you think it's boring, that's on you. But what really bothered me about it is, of course, and we all know who she's talking about, by the way. We all know. We know the type she's talking about. But it just sucks because it's like, come, I am a women supporting women kind of bitch. And it's just like, be quiet. We have to fight the men. Do not fight each other. It was just, you know. And also her makeup was on point, which was annoying. Like, I was like, can you be ugly if you're going to talk shit? Also, one of the things I missed from the Emmys when I didn't watch it was Pete Davidson getting up on that stage. And I thought what he said was so funny. He was like, oh, this is just like SNL. Keenan's doing all the work and I'm not reading what the writers are telling me to do. Right. Hilarious. Ha ha. We love Pete Davidson. He's, you know, a king, an idol, a lover to many. However, what he said was not the funniest part of him being there that night. You want to know what it was? Pete Davidson wore the exact same Dickies outfit that Kanye West wore to the Met Gala. And if you're going to tell me nobody knew about that, it's like a Dickies outfit. Like I'm talking like the Dickies that, you know, the construction guys are busting out over there. Nothing special about this suit. Very, you know, early 2000s emo punk era outfit. So it looked fitting on Pete Davidson. But then you find out, and of course I found out through TikTok where I get all my good sources, that Kanye West was wearing the same fucking outfit. Iconic. That's iconic behavior right there. We love to see it. Pete Davidson was like, yeah, you sent me to a mental hospital, but I am going to make the joke right back to you. I'm going to wear your same outfit and wear it better. I just loved it. I loved every freaking minute of it. Another TikTok that I saw, and I actually wrote down her name because I remember this time. So her or her TikTok handle was mad underscore Mitch. She was finally saying what I could not figure out how to articulate all these years. And she said, you know what I hate? It's when somebody says to me, what freeway did you take when you're going somewhere? Oh, my God. I felt like she was speaking to my soul. I could have jumped through the phone and kissed this girl like absolutely obsessed. I don't know how to tell people as many times as I do out loud that I do not know where I'm going. I have no fucking idea. Do you want me to share my location with you? I will. I will absolutely share my location. Do not ask me. This is one of, listen, I'm not trying to be an ass. However, one of the downfalls of moving to the San Jose area is that my dad and my brother-in-law, who I love so much, absolutely love this area. So they know every fucking street. And, and trust me, if you meet anybody from the South Bay, they just love to talk about the streets. Like, oh, you went to this place off Bascom and Bernal Avenue and fucking what? I, I honestly just nod along. And my dad listens to this podcast and so does my sister, which means probably my brother-in-law is hearing it too. So I'm exposing myself here, but I don't know. I don't know what street I'm on. I don't know what freeway I took to get there. I put it into my phone and I followed the instructions. If you would like, I'm happy to take a screen grab and send it over to you. No idea. 
And she was joking. She's like, oh, did I did you take the 280? I took the f- freeway. I hopped on a highway. Do you know how many hi- highways are in California? S- too many. I took the one with traffic. I took the one with cars on it. I took the one with an exit that got me to Livermore. It was it was amazing. And, you know, and it's hard because I don't want to shut people down. They love talking about this shit. So I'm just like, mm hmm. Yep. I took. Yeah. that Yeah. To- that's the place. Why don't you ask me what something normal? How many Taco Bells did you pass on your way to get here? Oh, four. Oh, okay. So you you took that, you know? Oh, did you see the, you know, the weird American flag painted in the hillside? Oh, yeah. That was on the side of the freeway. Yeah, I did see that. Did you see an accident with a car blow up? No, I missed that. Must have taken the other freeway. Somehow we both missed it. I just, oh, I can't. I can't. I was so I felt so validated to hear some other bitch tell me that she also doesn't know freeways. I one time the first time I came back from Sonoma State to my parents house in Livermore, which is only an hour and a half away from each other. Okay, and I was only gone. I think this was I want to say I came back in like September, maybe. And I moved in August. I got lost. I tried to I will never forget it. I tried to surprise my sister because she was working at a uh, restaurant in Pleasanton, which is the town over. And I'm, I will give myself credit. I'm not as familiar. And this is before, at least in my cell phone life, that Maps was on my phone and then my parents bought me a TomTom. And I was like, no, I don't need this. I spent, I think I missed, I don't even remember if I made it to her shift or not, or just met her at home at that point. Like I was trying to be fun. I genuinely cannot remember the outcome of me trying to surprise her or if I just gave up and went home. But I got so lost in my own hometown. And of course, I brought a girl home with me. That sounded interesting. Um, I brought my my sweet mate at the time to come back with me. And she was like, you really don't know your own town? I, I don't talk to that girl anymore. And obviously that comment was ruder than I thought. It's like, leave me alone, you know? Uh, <laughs> so anyways, okay. TikTok is transitioning into my celebrity corner here because, ooh, did we get some tea? I I can't help it. I love when people expose themselves and they're like, you know what? I actually I have a hot bit of goss for you and I'm, I'm just going to spill it. I'm going to spill it right here on my own TikTok so I get the views. Respect. So this girl, this this TikTok um, Instagram model or whatever, she goes on her TikTok and she says, you know, I am going to expose myself. I was sleeping with the husband of a Victoria's Secret model. The best part of this sentence, by the way, is that this is motherfucking Adam Levine. And she did not intro this. I didn't watch her whole video. I'm going to be honest with you. I saw enough clips. I was like, I, I can't watch this whole thing. However, I did go to her page to give her the view out of respect. You know, I mean, she is the other woman and that's some hoe shit right there. And I don't like that women supporting women. But we all know the man's a problem. Okay, but rewind back. She did not say I had sex with the lead singer of a very popular band. No, 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 no. You call him what he is. The husband of a Victoria's Secret model. Oh, chef's kiss iconic. Just for that part and just for exposing herself. I guess it was about to get leaked and she was like, oh, if we're going to do it, I'm I'm going to do it. And whatever respect to that. That's about all the respect I have left to give this woman. But Anyways, yeah, she had like a year long affair with Adam Levine and just exposed it. She did screen recordings. 
And of course, everybody's like, this isn't real. You're faking it. And she said, yeah, sure. I'm faking screen recordings, which is fair. That's a tough thing to do. But I just saw on Instagram when I was, you know, scrolling through right before the podcast, while I was taking my pee, that Adam Levine responded. So Adam Levine confirms this shit, right? And of course he did an apology, but I'm not going to read it. I can probably tell you exactly what it said because I've, I've sat through so many of these goddamn celebrities cheating on their partners, their hot ass partners, apologies. Probably went a little something like this. I am horrified and embarrassed by my actions. I love my wife so much. This was a mistake. I never meant to hurt anybody. And, you know, I'm going to spend my time really focusing on family to make sure that, you know, I, I build a life for my daughter and daughter on the way. I don't even remember. Daughter, daughter. I don't know what he has. But anyways, you know, it's some shit like that. Oh, because sorry, the best part of this whole story, by the way, and, and you cannot make this shit up. So her name was, oh, my God, I hope I wrote it down because it was like a weird name. I'm just getting so excited about my own notes right now. Oh, my God, I didn't write it down. Oh, no, I did. Sumner, S-O-M-N-E-R. OK, Sumner was her name. This she like ghosts him, right? She stops talking to him. She's like, OK, I realize this is bad. This motherfucker reaches out to her and says, you know, I have I have a baby on the way. And if it's a boy, I'm genuinely thinking about naming him Sumner. How do you feel about that? So first of all, he is going to name his son after the woman that he was sleeping with and cheating on that son's mom's with. How does one respond to that? I, I guess she didn't. And luckily, you know, they're having a girl. So the Sumner name is out. But just imagine, just imagine all this comes out and you named your fucking kid after the goddamn mistress. I mean, the tea. It's just piping hot. I'm telling you, this is on the same level of watching a, a football player get traded to a different team where they were talking trash to somebody else. I'm just saying sports isn't as boring as you think. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But at the end of the day, this shit just pisses me the fuck off. Like, what is with the cheating? What is with the cheating? Just shush. Keep it in your pants. Stop it. The God complex that these cheaters have is just unbelievable to me. Just calm it the fuck down. Nobody thinks you're that special that you need to have multiple men or women or however they identify in your life. OK, it's like Nick Miller said, you get one wife. Just the way the world works, okay? I just can't. Also, have to say that I did something so rare because, you know, I have anxiety, so I never watch new things. I'm trying, and I watched Do Revenge, which is a big deal because it just came out. And normally, this would have taken me months to watch, like months. But I was like, nope. You got to keep up with the time scroll. I thought it was an amazing movie. So if you don't know, Do Revenge is the new Netflix movie, and it stars all these, like, amazing actors and actresses who are on like current teen shows. So the main one is, uh, you know, Riverdale, which we always love. Victoria Lodge, um, <laughs> Camila Mendez is on, on that show. And she she she's fabulous in this movie. And then Robin from Stranger Things is like the other lead. And they're just their chemistry is great. They're so funny. I thought the movie was great. I thought it was, you know, a great throwback to some of the more, you know, out there movies that we had in the past, like Clueless or, you know, I didn't watch Jawbreaker until 
years and years ago. Like I wasn't on it, but it gave me those kind of campy vibes. And it was just it was just such a good movie. And it was so well done. And, you know, for me, it's hard for me to watch some sort of quote unquote like chick flicks, which I don't even know if I categorize it that way, because like when friends fight stresses me out. But I was really able to make it through this one. It wasn't you know, that bad. It was more like it was funny. It was clever. I just I could not recommend it more. So if you have not watched it once you're done with this podcast, obviously, I'm not telling you to leave me quite yet. I would go watch it and let me know what you think. I haven't really heard any negative reviews, but if you have them, I'm open to hearing it just for the podcast. We love we love to debate things, you know, so it's fine. Hi friends, so it's fall and as you all know, this means it's my power season. So I am doing everything possible to protect that good energy and I'm telling you right now, my products from Kitsch are getting me there. I am obsessed with my towel scrunchie, literally, I just put my hair up in it, I do a little work and then I go and blow dry and it's so perfect. Also, for those mornings that I'm like, I cannot get out of bed to save my life, my ice roller is like, girl, I'm going to help you get there. It is so wonderful. And also, I'm getting the best night's sleep on my silk pillowcase. And they just debuted a sage green one. So if you don't think my little toxic shopping self has justified that I need it, you're wrong. I am getting one for all of my pillows. So please treat yourself this fall to one of Kitsch's many amazing items. You can use promo code AshleySleek15 for 15% off, or you can just shop the link in my bio on Instagram at AshleySleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. So it's been a whole week since I've talked to you last, which means I have received a whole week of good morning texts from nipples. No, I'm not joking. Not even in the slightest. I actually, so yesterday I didn't receive a text from Nipples and I was like, oh, it's happened. He's moved on from me. But sure enough, like he knew, I got one today. He was like, no, this is this is podcast day. I got to make sure I slip in there. And and he did. What I appreciate about Nipples is that, you know, the, the texts I get every day do have variations. Okay, so um, I'm going to see if he, yep, he does pop up, which is grand for me. Here, here's, let me just tell you the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven messages that I have received from Nipples, okay? Good morning and happy Friday, two smiley faces. Hey, how's it going? Good morning, how are you doing? Question mark, question mark, smiley face. Good morning, with the sunshine emoji, how are you? Good morning, sunshine emoji. How are you doing with the smiley face, not emoji, the semicolon and parentheses thing? Good morning and happy Friday. Three explanation points and a smiley face. And then today, good morning with the sun. How did you sleep? Question mark, question mark, smiley face, old school style dots and parentheses. You gotta, uh, you gotta respect the hustle on nipples on this one. However, it, it is a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. I just have to imagine that he's got, you know, a list of people that he just sends these to every morning, just hoping somebody's going to respond, you know. And I was starting to feel bad about not giving this guy a chance. Um, push that push that bad feeling out the door. I definitely have absolutely zero fucks about how um, how this is going down because it's a lot. I do feel, however, when Nipple stops texting me, like, I don't know, am I going to feel sad? Is it going to be like, oh, you know, that my my daily nipple texts are are going away? Like, how does one move on from from such craftiness? You know, I mean, 
I it's impressive how many ways he's able to switch up. Good morning. How are you? The how did you sleep one did kind of creep me out because for some reason I just pictured him in my bedroom, but not like his face, just like his nipples waking up to them and him just being like, how did you sleep? Like, I don't feel like it'd be a romantic like, hey, how, how did you sleep? You know, you, do, you doing OK? You doing good? I don't know if that was romantic, but just like caring. I feel like how did you sleep? Nipples back off a little bit, you know? <laughs> also, before I recorded, uh, when I recorded last week, I, you know, obviously went on a date with Bad Ashley and I I did end up sending a text. And I thought as far as a, a rejection text, it was pretty nice. So this is what I said. I said, oh, well, first of all, I didn't respond the whole day after he asked me out. So I am definitely worthy of him not responding. That was really rude on my part. But the anxiety of... Um, deciding if I should respond or not was like a lot. And I just uh, I slept it off. So I'm an asshole and I know that. OK, so I said, hey, I'm so sorry I didn't respond yesterday. It ended up being a busy slash exhausting day at work. And then I had all these calls after work. That was true. And I just totally missed your text message. That wasn't true. Hopefully your drive today isn't too difficult and your appointment goes well. He had to drive all the way to Los Angeles for a doctor's appointment or something. And then I said, I had a really great time meeting you on Sunday. I thought it was so fun and great getting to know you. And I really enjoyed how open and honest you were. Personally, I do not feel more of a romantic connection, but I do feel like we totally get along as friends. But I know that that's not what you're searching for. Smiley face. Awkward, whatever. I really hope the best for you and think that the work that you're doing and everything is so cool and important. And thank you for sharing all of that with me with two exclamation points. It was true. I really did enjoy hearing about his work. I just wish he didn't yell it at me. Good luck at the appointment today. And I truly hope that you find what you're looking for with this heart. I thought it was really nice. A little confusing at the end there. Like, good luck at your appointment. I hope that you find what you're looking for. Like, at the appointment, Ashley. I don't know, maybe clear that up a little bit. But anyways, um... That was that was baby's first uh, rejection message. I <laughs> I never really had to send one of those before, as we talked about. And, you know, it was it was. It felt OK. You know, I didn't really feel anything about it. You know, he didn't respond to me, which is totally fine. I, however, when the therapist guy sent me a rejection text, I sent him back something really nice. But I was more afraid that he was going to be mad because men are scary, you know, and I really didn't want to deal with like, fuck you, bitch, and blah, blah, blah. So I will definitely take the silence. Um, I feel like Nipples is the kind of guy that would yell at me. And I just I can't I can't have that. Also, last week on the podcast, I talked about and I do not know what to call him because Scotland, too, is not the name that's sticking. However, the other guy from Scotland, I had asked you all if you thought that I should message him. And, you know, you did not come through and tell me what you thought. So I did anyways, except for Julie. Friend of the podcast, Julie texted me and she was like, did you text him? And I was like, no. However, I did get 17 more text messages from Nipples. And I asked her, what do you what do you think? Do you think I should do it? And she said, if there's something in your gut telling you to text him, text him. So I did. This was my intro text in. I don't know if I'm proud of it or embarrassed by it, but either way, I'm sharing it with you all because you deserve it. I said, hey, I know this is totally against all the rules of Bumble slash life, but I thought I just thought I would send a month later double text just to see if you might be interested in still talking. Mostly I wasn't quite ready to let go of the castle dream, so I just had to try again with a little like winky face. Um, 
I don't remember if I mentioned this last time, but basically our whole conversation was about us getting married in a castle. So I didn't want to let the dream die. And he responded right away. So through the power of the one glass of wine I had and the encouragement of Julie, I reached out to him and it ended up being a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's not that, okay, well, actually the story would have gone a lot differently had today not happened. So basically I text him, he texts me back immediately. I of course got very distracted and didn't respond like an asshole. But anyways, when I did respond, I hadn't heard back from him. So this was going to be a very different story for you all. I was like, Either way, I was going to be so proud that I messaged him back because I just felt better once I did it because I just felt like there was something inside of me that wouldn't let it go. And so once I texted him and even when he wasn't texting me back, I was just like, okay, like you did it. And I think that that's a good thing because I wanted to show people that you're not always going to look like nipples. You know what I mean? Which I feel like whenever I get popular enough to get merch, I think there should be shirts that say, (laughs) you're not always going to look like nipples. Um, But anyways, maybe a nice koozie or something, you know, just for fun. But anyways, I was more about shooting your shot and doing it and feeling better and whatever happens, happens. Like I was ready. Like if he ghosted me and I never heard from him again, I was like, I'm ready for that. That is, it is what it is. It's totally fine. I'm just glad that I put myself out there. But he texted me this morning and I was like, oh, my God. Or he responded on the app. Let's not get too excited. We don't have digits yet. We didn't get that far. We only talked about our marriage, not about going on a date. But it was really exciting. I heard back from him. He told me he had a really busy week. And so it was great. So maybe I'll hear more from him. Maybe he didn't die out. I think that, you know, there is another name for him. Maybe just international. I don't know. I will not be calling him Scotland, too. I'm not going to give myself the nipples treatment and just ruin this from the start. So new name for him coming when I figure it out. But either way, this is a message to shoot your motherfucking shot and see what happens. Like I said, even if he never responded to me or the fact that he responded right away and I didn't hear back from him, it was just good to get that out there. Um, And I really hate that I'm going to make this uh, transition right now, but it has to be done. I wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about something I mentioned last week because I feel like I just said it, but didn't give it the attention I think it deserves because I mentioned that when I was talking to Andrew, everyone's favorite therapist, uh, (laughs) I said that I was worried about making the same mistakes with the new guy that I made with, you know, Jimmy and Scotland. And I feel like I left that very vague. And I think that it's worth explaining what I mean by that, because I do not want to make it seem, and I think I've been trying to work on this with myself, that I was the same person from Jimmy to to Scotland. I had a totally different relationship with Scotland. I was very happy the, the whole time. I can tell you that it was not the same. I was like absolutely miserable there. And I was genuinely happy in my relationship. And I did feel like I was heard. I felt like I was supported. So there was a lot there. So I feel like I want to explain what what from my perspective, the the same mistake that I'm talking about. When Scotland and I broke up, you know, obviously there was a lot of us talking after the fact. And what happened there was that I realized that I cared more about how it was going to feel for him if I didn't respond than how it was feeling for me getting those messages. So for the longest time, I was just like, okay, well, clearly he needs me still. Like, clearly he needs to still talk to me. Like, clearly he wants me in his life. And like, 
so that was enough for me to sacrifice how I was feeling, right? To set, to put my heart on the line again. With Jimmy, I always did the same thing. It was very much like I can justify his actions because he needed me or, you know, like, and I'm just going to be there for him. So this was kind of that that notion that I, I figured. I don't really, for myself and for the listeners, you know, it's just, it's, I, I don't want to say that they were the same relationship because when I do that, then I feel like I am discounting that girl who grew up from Jimmy to Scotland. Like you all listen to the podcast. You've heard her. Do I think right now I'm like a, a different person? Absolutely. Like the same person, just like getting better. Right. And I think I kept worrying that the person I was from Jimmy to Scotland, like what obviously wasn't that great because I made these same mistakes. Right. But that's not true because in my relationship with Scotland, I did find that I was looking at what was making me happy and I was paying attention to that. And he genuinely was making me happy. So I did not feel the same. And, you know, if there were things that were making me unhappy, I felt that I could say them, you know, that was a little bit more of what I was looking at. However, once the relationship ended, I just felt like that all went out the window and all I cared about was how he was feeling and making sure I could be there for him and still be in his life. And in reality, that was killing me. That was absolutely killing me. But it didn't matter. I It didn't matter to me until finally I hit a wall and I was like, I just can't fucking do this anymore. Like, I just can't. It's killing me. And Luckily, I feel like that realization came sooner in this round than it did with Jimmy. So what took me, you know, I wouldn't say all five years of Jimmy were horrible, but let's take it at like two. So all like the last three years of our relationship where I was feeling like just absolutely dead inside and so angry and just not myself. And it took me all this time to realize that it was because I was like giving all of my heart and soul to somebody who just wasn't ready for it, I realized I was doing the same thing, but that realization came in a a few months as opposed to a few years. So I just wanted to give myself the credit out loud for, for growing, but also just explain what I felt like were the mistakes that I was making again and what I'm looking to not make. One of the things I do love about myself is that I, I genuinely love people and I love helping them. I don't feel like I'm one of those people that, you know, gets bitter about helping others or things like that. I, it, it genuinely brings me a lot of joy and I'm learning to do not do it when I feel like I can't, you know, and doing it because I want to and not because I feel like I need to, you know. And so I think that that part is a big thing that I'm learning and something big in relationships because it did feel like I needed to keep this relationship alive. I needed to, you know, not care that every night I was crying. I needed to just push through and do it and not like I wanted to anymore, you know? So anyways, going back into dating, I think that every time I've gotten in and out of a relationship, I've grown so much and each partner I've had has just genuinely improved, you know, like, and I, I know I made this joke about having like low standards before and I was like, 
that was a more commentary on Mr. Gorgeous having a picture of his ex in his bedroom. Wasn't as much about my relationships, but you know, they've all been genuinely great guys and I have learned so much. And I think that it's been so important for me to grow in this space and just have realization. And, you know, it was like I said to um, Bad Ashley when he was like, oh, dating in your 30s it sucks. And and yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a walk in the park. Like it's very um, stressful and it's a lot like the kind of shit I'm trying to come up with to say to these people like on the apps is a lot. And I kind of forgot about it, wanted to mention that I will go back to it. However, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, even though like dating in my 30s and can be stressful and technically I'm 29, but the bottom line is, is that I am learning to love the person that I am now. And so it's going to be a lot easier for me to let in good love, you know, and and I think that learning all these things later in life, it's been hard. I mean, do I still sometimes have little cry sessions? Absolutely. I had one literally this morning, like they happen, you know, but it's just a part of the process of finding love. And when you find it, all those tears and all that shit's going to be worth it. And the wedding's going to be absolutely epic. Maybe in a castle. I don't know. Anyways, I have to tell you the story before I go into my I'm sorry what moment of the week. Because I, <laughs> I I was trying to be clever. I've noticed that the last, okay, so I had plans on Friday and Saturday. And both days I ended up back home at like 8 o'clock, which was so nice. I was like, oh, wait, I love a good day, like day rage to be able to come back. And I just poured myself a glass of rosé and was like, OK, I'll do some swiping. Right. But then I was like, all right, OK, I'm so stressed about how to start a conversation on here, because if someone's profile is boring, it's like, what the fuck do you go with? So for whatever reason, whatever reason in my little drink a poo state, a little smashly action, I don't think I was that drunk, but you know what I mean? My go-to was if you were to get on an airplane, what seat would you sit in? Like, what would be your ideal spot? Because I was like, you know what? It'd be interesting to see if people are like, oh, you know, I'm I, you know, I sit bitch. I love the middle seat. Sociopath or somebody who just genuinely loves people. I don't know. Can't decide. However, what I wasn't anticipating was the answer of first class. And I was like, hmm. As much as I would love to um, also sit in first class, I couldn't decide. It felt like a douche response. So I have not responded to it. But I also got that response on The League, which I feel like you know what you're getting into when you're on a dating app called The League that used to be like exclusive. You know, I felt like I set myself up for that one. So I I really am on the hunt. I Googled like (laughs) good intros today. I was so embarrassed. I like Googled like what what do other fucking people say? Because you're not allowed to say, hey, how are you? I love to comment on people's dogs. I was just talking about this with one of my girlfriends, Erin. And I was like, you know, if they have a dog, that's my straight up intro right there. However, I'm now reading that that's not a good intro. And I just I don't know if you were in a bar, I would walk up to you and just start talking. I don't know how to do that on this app. So I, I I don't know if it was a bad move. I didn't really get I wasn't really getting that many matches um, at the time. So I didn't try it out too often. But you know, I think I'm just being a little bit more bold. One guy I thought this was funny, but he didn't respond to me. So maybe he doesn't think I'm funny, which <laughs> obviously there's something wrong with him. Anyways, he his little profile said, 
that he was looking for a dog mom. And then he didn't want to be basic and say or copy and paste a basic profile that said, you know, looking for somebody who is entertaining and can tell me what day of the week it is. So I I matched with him and I said that, you know, great news. I absolutely love dogs. Also, I find myself extremely entertaining and definitely not boring. And today is Sunday. I thought that was great. And then I said, did I check all your boxes with the winky face? And he didn't respond. But I thought that was solid ground. Okay, I don't know. Like I said, I constantly think about just hiring somebody to do this part because I feel like once I'm on a date, I'm great. But the, the, the texting part, first of all, Texting gives me like wild ass anxiety. And now I have to like be flirty. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, you know. So anyways, she's out here. She's hustling. She's trying. I've been holding on to this. I'm sorry what moment for a while for no particular reason. It just seemed like other things kept coming up. But I was reminded of it because I have this one TikTok that's for whatever reason just continually gets likes on it. It's super old. It's from my sister's uh, baby shower. So for my sister's baby shower, I made this really cute pink punch, right? That had, it was strawberry lemonade and white wine. Literally, those it was th- like four ingredients. It was cut up lemons, cut up strawberries, the strawberry lemonade from Trader Joe's, which is the Elite. I did two bottles of like the plastic one and then one of the sparkling one in the glass bottle because she's classy. And then I added white wine and the, and the fruit, you know. And then what was cute was we had these really cute little jars with pink straws that you drink it out of. Anyways, what I have to say about this, the video gets hype, but one of the things in the comments is all these people like, oh, what did your sister drink? Uh, fucking water. What? Hello? Oh, so glad your sister didn't get to enjoy the alcohol. She's enjoying the miracle of life. Leave me alone. I literally, this is my thing. You're going to tell me that you decided to procreate and have a little human, okay? And now the people around you, it's their job to celebrate that little human for the rest of its life, not just at this party, for the rest of its life. And we are not allowed to enjoy alcohol at your party. We bought you presents. And I just want to preface this by saying my sister did respond in the comments and was like, I'm just glad my guests got to have fun. And I get it. I can't. Per- Actually, I don't get it. I'm sorry. Let me retract that before everyone's like, you're not a mom. You don't know. You're right. And I don't want to be. I do not feel like giving up drinking alcohol. OK, call it what you will. It's I don't want to. So you're right. I did not choose to not drink for nine months. So I do not know what it feels like. I cannot weigh in. However, What I do have to say is that I think that if you're expecting people to come celebrate you and your big accomplishment of having a human being, why can't I enjoy alcohol? Like, those are some bitter fucking bitches. I was like, first of all, your friends hate you. Let's just call it what it is. Your friends hate you. You're the kind of bitch that goes on a diet and then goes out to eat with everybody. And it's like, oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, um, I'm, I'm just going to get a salad. No, no, no. Dr- dressing on the side, please. 
oh, you're getting the chicken fingers. Oh, mm hmm. You know, I looked at those, but oh, my God, you know, chicken and breading. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, no, no. It's just the calories, you know. I'm not saying that you cannot get a salad with dressing on the side. I support your skinny ass. You do you, boo. But don't you fucking eye my chicken tenders. Do not even don't even give them a second look. You committed. OK, don't fucking judge me. Personally, I don't have friends like this. I feel very honored to not have friends like this because I don't think I could take it. My insecure ass growing up. Being told I'm fat? Absolutely not. Don't you shame me over my chicken tendies. But that's the same vibe as these people. Was it fun, I'm sure, for all the pregnant people to have to sit around with drunk people? No. But it's a party about you, okay? You are the center stage. We're gotten you presents. We're playing games about you. And then for moi, I planned this fucking party. Me. No baby Ashley sat there and was like, I'm going to throw a badass baby shower. And if that includes a little bit of Prosecco, fucking kill me. What are you going to do about it? Really? Just because you chose? Mm -mm. No, 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 no. You will not. I can't. You want to have a party with no drinks? Do you know what games I'm making these people play? Like, I'm literally sitting there asking you to color for a children's book, and I'm not going to hand you a glass of wine? Absolutely not. Where are these people's heads at? I, mm -mm. These people, they, they didn't, by the way, these people didn't even have a bridal shower or baby shower because they don't have friends. That, that's all I have to say. I thought about responding to them on TikTok, but I was like, no, no, no. I'm sorry, what? I'm not going to a party without alcohol. Unless for some reason, listen. Here's, a, here's how I'll backtrack this one. If for some reason I was having a bridal shower for someone who they quit drinking because it was a problem, we're making mocktails all day, okay? Mocktails all day. My sister, by the way, doesn't even drink that much, so she wouldn't even care either way. And I was like, yeah, I'll make you some juice with fruit in it on the side. The one time I will say it was maybe weird, but one of the funniest things I thought was we like had a champagne toast for my sister being pregnant, but no one thought to get her like a sparkling apple juice or something. And I was like, yes, that part was weird. We should have done something for her. However, there were soft drinks at the shower. She would have been just fine. Okay. Maybe I'm being too much of a bitch about this. I don't know. But I am who I am. And I think that if you're having a party, there should be drinks. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I love you all so, so much. Thanks for hanging out with me on your Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever you decide to listen. And while you're here hanging and enjoying, would you please do me a, just a small flavor and, you know, maybe give it a like, maybe comment, tell other people why they should spend time listening to this podcast. I want the people to love me. Okay. I have, I was bullied. I need to be loved. So, um, if you want to share it with a friend, let me know. Also, I realize at the end of the podcast here that my dumbass forgot to do the Ask Ashley segment. It's new. So there's that. But please, if you haven't already submit your Ask Ashley questions on my Instagram, you can do it at Ashley Sleek. There's a link in the bio. You can DM me or you can go to my website at ashleysleek.com. Okay. I love you so much. Okay. Bye.